Welcome back to Picking Winners. I'm your host, Tony, and today we're picking all of the Week 9 NFL matchups and tossing out a best bet for your listening and or viewing pleasure if you're up on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, to my left, your right, is our meticulously sculpted piece of man meat. Some compare him to Starbucks because not only does he look good, but he smells good, and he makes your day just a little bit better. My co-host, Nate. How we doing, Nate? I'm doing good. We had a good week last week, so looking to roll that into this week. But by the looks of it, I think that uh, one of us is going to have a bad week. So, um, but yeah, it was a it was a fun Thursday night too. We were both on opposite ends of the spectrum there. We were, but hit on two of the props that we put out in our group text or whatever like that, and then still have the Titans open for a teaser leg of the rest of the week. So, looking up. Yep, there you go. I was on the Steelers, and it was on the Titans. Uh, you'll see that if you're looking uh, on YouTube. All right, before we dive into the Week 9 picks, a quick recap of Week 8. I went 11-5. and five. Pretty good, pretty good, up 3.2 units. And Nate crushed it. You went 13-3, and three, up 5 units. Get the golf Good job, Nate. <laughs> good job, Nate. And, and Nate mentioned, like, we have, like, 5 or 6 picks that we're on opposing ends of. So this week's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. You know, uh, something about that last week, too, and I was talking to one of our good friends, mutual friend David, about it was uh, – what was it? It was the Kansas City-Denver game, right? In the last couple of weeks, I've sat here and I've said, hey, there's a big favorite that is most likely to lose this week. And last week, I was yeah. like, Denver to beat Kansas City at home. And the week before was New England to beat Buffalo. So um, been sprinkling that, kind of saving some of the days on other stuff that I've been doing. But um, – I don't know, man. It, it kind of put me over the edge for you know that week or whatever. So let's see if we can find one this week too. I Absolutely, have I think I have one. Toss it, toss it in uh, while we go through these picks uh, for yeah. best bets last week. Uh, mine won. It was Minnesota minus one point five. Yours also won. So we did well there as well. You took the Jets minus two point five. But I know you were sweating that one out a little bit. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I wore the Zach Wilson jersey. And uh, speaking of the Zach Wilson jersey, I wore it to work today. Right, it's casual Friday. Yep, yep. And people all the time talk to me about sports. For some reason, nobody talked to me today because I was wearing this Zach Wilson jersey. Either they think. This guy's a bozo and doesn't know anything, and we've lost all respect for him. Or they're like, I want to say Zach Wilson sucks, but this dude's like so out there with wearing this jersey, he might punch me in the face. Like he's ridiculous right now. So I don't, I don't know if I scared people off. I'm gonna say it's the former, probably yeah. the former. <laughs> this guy's a lunatic. Uh, <laughs> our records and season-long standings are going to be displayed on the graphics again if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, any other commentary before we get started? Nah, I'm good. All right. All right, moving on now then to the week nine picks. We're recording this on Friday. We were split again on Tennessee and Pittsburgh, but we'll kick things off with the early morning Sunday games. And as a reminder, all of these lines are pulled from DraftKings again. So you might see something different, but this is going to be a baseline for us. So first one is Miami at Kansas City. This is the Germany game. Uh, Kansas City is favored by two over under at 51. On the injury report, Miami is going to be without right guard Robert Hunt. Kansas City without CEH. Of course, Nick Bolton also on IR still as well. What you got, Nate? The offensive line was for Miami kind of kind of scare me off of this a little bit, and it's definitely not a game that I would want to bet. It's like, yeah, I'm going to wake up, and it's going to be, whatever, 7.30 in the morning or something like that. Just enjoy a game while you're watching, eating some breakfast, you know. But for the purposes of this and what I'm doing this week, because I'm betting all these things too, is I'm going to pick the Miami Dolphins to get a win. The Miami Dolphins talked about it for weeks. They're this bully team, kind of like the Lions. Same thing with Dallas, where 
they could beat inferior teams by a lot of points and and give them the business but then the moment they get punched in the face they end up having some struggles and they get mm-hmm. dominated right that's what happened against buffalo yep. that's what's happened against philadelphia and all that kind of stuff too so but the one thing here about this game that i like is kansas city takes away Nick Spagnuolo's defense takes away what is the most high percentage way to score in the nfl and that is the pass right they're very good against the pass and they allow teams to run on them and that is by design miami is really good at running the football and i think that miami can do something with running the football and i don't know if kansas city is built to get into a shootout which sounds weird they have patrick mahomes <laughs> they have travis kelsey Rasheed rice is coming on the scene Kadarius tony's busting for me in all of fantasy football and everything mm-hmm. that i love about this team but I'm going to take Miami, and I think they're going to be able to run the ball if they can get a stop, go up two scores, and then create a game in which now Kansas City has to come up to defend the run, and they can get an over-the-top shot with Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Durham Smythe, uh, Braxton Berrios if he ends up playing. like I think there's this team that Miami has – Kansas City is vulnerable to as opposed to other teams that they've played. So I'm going to go with Miami. Big running game. Weird Raheem Mostert's over over unders like 52 and a half out there. Um, I've taken that also off the board. So give me Miami to win a game. Mm. Overseas, they got out there two days earlier than Kansas City. Kelsey says, not a problem. I'm going to say. It's going to be a problem. They already got Marquez Valdez scantling out here complaining because he had to get a dog sitter for a couple of days as an NFL player going all the way to Germany. So uh, I'm I'm going to take Miami. It's not like they flew out the day before. They're out what four or five days before the game. That's plenty of time to to get rid of the jet lag and kind of acclimate. But it that is probably one thing to note here is it is at a neutral site. Uh, Miami's played two contenders to this point: Buffalo and Philadelphia. They lost. Both of those games, Tyreek was held under 60 uh, against the Bills and had just 88 against the Eagles. Those are like good numbers for most receivers, but Tyreek, you know, he's in that territory with like A.J. Brown. If they don't get 120, you're like, what the hell happened, right? Uh, I think you've mentioned they crush bad teams. The Dolphins do. Despite last week's outing, the Chiefs are not a bad team. I don't think any of us consider them a bad team. They rank top five still in offensive and defensive DVOA, so efficiency. The Dolphins on the other side have the top-ranked offense, we know they're humming, uh, but they have just the 22nd ranked defense and they're getting Jalen Ramsey. That's nice uh, and acclimated. Um, but the offensive line for Miami, I think you you spoke to that, is not in a good spot with Teron uh, Armstead on IR, Isaiah Wynn on IR, center Connor Williams. He's also banged up. I'm going to roll with the Chiefs. So we're on opposing ends right out of the gate with both of our picks, uh, the Thursday night one as well. I'd like to think that guys in that locker room want some redemption uh, after what happened in Denver. So picking Kansas City this week. Mm-hmm. No Moving Taylor on now. Swift at the game because she's in South America. <laughs> um, I'm not going there. Next game, Minnesota at Atlanta. The Falcons favored by four. Over-under is very low. It's at 37. On the injury report, Vikings have Cousins and Mullins both on IR. So they go with rookie Jaron Hall this week, and they traded for Dobbs to back him up. Uh, Jefferson, obviously on IR still. Uh, on defense, Dean Lowry is out this week. Atlanta will be without Drake London in Week 9. Just saw that one this morning. What you got for this matchup? We didn't get to see a lot of Jaron Hall play last week. He was three for four for like 38 yards or something like that, right? 
against Green Bay. So I went and typed into YouTube today. I was at work. Don't tell my boss. If you're my boss, don't listen to this part. I was at work and I YouTube Jaron Hall highlights, right? Because he's a rookie. So he got drafted this year and his highlights are from 2022 BYU quarterback, right? So comes out of BYU and I just started watching it. The guy threw for like 3,000 something yards, ran for a few hundred yards, good touchdown to interception ratio. There's like a two minute span where they're playing a team that I didn't even know existed in like the JUCO level. It's like but the University here's the of Maryland, about, University College. Oh, uh, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> it was like a, it was the weirdest name. And I was like, wait, this is a school. It seemed like something out of, like they're just like a local school out of Utah that didn't need to travel. Um, but when you watch this dude, he's got good arm strength, but he throws where receivers are and not where they're going. So when you see it, nothing is hidden stride. Everything is behind a receiver. You see these guys, they're burning dudes by four or five yards, and they're slowing down to turn back for the ball. They're not catching it going. Anything mm-hmm. across the middle, the receiver's turning their body back, and everything goes behind him, right? Should that be fixed? I don't know. We didn't get a good look. I watched a couple of his passes and uh, that he threw against Green Bay. Same thing that I'm seeing. This dude is going to throw a pick. There's a prop market out there for him to throw a pick. A lot of books took it down, but it's over one and a half. It's at minus 150. I think you can get it at bet365 and MGM. There is another prop for this game where it's over under one and a half total interceptions in the game because Atlanta's starting Taylor Heineke as well. I think this dude, Jaron Hall, throws two interceptions himself because the Minnesota Vikings are not going to, you know, they're going to say, hey, not the Minnesota Vikings, the Atlanta Falcons are going to sit there and say, hey, one, you can't run the ball and we're going to stack the box and we're going to bring pressure against this because you're not going to want this guy to throw the ball against us. They have A.J. Terrell, Trey Flowers. I forget the uh, uh, fucking, God damn it, it sounds like a Duke, uh, I forget his name, but... Um, Another good corner. Like, their corners are great. We talked about it in the preseason on other shows here on the channel or whatever like that. But they're going to play a lot of man-to-man, and this dude's going to be throwing guys trailing. And Jordan Addison's fast. KJ Osborne's fast. And they're going to have trailing defenders who are going to pick this ball off. The Atlanta Falcons only have four interceptions on the season, and three of them come from Jesse Bates, I believe, and the other one's from the other safety. But I think this is the day that a corner gets an interception. Atlanta beats the dog shit out of this team. You got Taylor Heineke being able to play. Drake London is out for this game with a groin issue. But I don't think that matters too much when you got Bijan, Algier. God, I hate this dude. But Cordell Patterson, Kyle Pitts. Like, they still have dudes. <laughs> and and Minnesota, it's it's – I like the minus four in this game. It's at home in Atlanta. They're top of the division, four and four. They're making a little run. Everybody likes Taylor Heineke because mm-hmm. people got to see some insides of him when he was on Pat McAfee's show and he was Zinning. So everybody likes Zinning. So give me Atlanta to win this ball game. I like the props for Jaron Hall to throw interceptions in this game. I like the over one and a half, and that's like plus right at 100. And I like him to do that. I like his prop at 150 as well. Atlanta mm-hmm. by a landslide. 
Yeah, AJ Terrell, uh, Jeff Okuda, Trey Flowers, uh, D. Alford, those guys in the secondary there. Yep. Jeff Okuda. Yep, yep. Also, when you're watching that BYU film, were you catching any of uh, Puka Nakua catch, catching passes no. over there? No, oh, okay. I was watching. I was watching good football. <laughs> oh, get out of here! Get out of here! Yeah. Uh, for Cousins, that's terrible news. I think we were kind of uh, we were fans. Uh, he's kind of grown yeah. on me. I know he's he's grown on you a long time ago. Uh, they're we're already down see... Justin Jefferson. I'm I'm going through like Kirk Cousins historicals and wide receivers he's had and then what Mm -hmm. they've done after Kirk Cousins has been their quarterback because Kirk Cousins gets such a bad rap. But Mm -hmm. God, like we're going to see it with this Minnesota team, how good Kirk Cousins is. And uh, I'm kind of glad that people other people get to see it as well. Yeah, good pocket quarterback for sure. Uh, But yeah, they're already down Justin Jefferson still winning football games. So yeah. I loathe, I absolutely loathe Arthur Smith, but Atlanta is starting Heineke. They declared that earlier in the week. They are they are at home, as Nate mentioned, and they're either playing a rookie uh, or Dobbs. I believe Hall was getting a start there. Yeah, uh, who's who's going to have, like, I think Dobbs two or three days to study. So, like, if, if Hall does get pulled, like, I'm not too concerned about that for Atlanta's defense in that secondary. Also taking Atlanta for a lot of the same reasons. This was an easy one for me as well. Next matchup, Arizona at Cleveland. The Browns favored by eight. Another low over, over under. This one's at 37.5. On the injury report for the Cardinals, uh, just saw this this morning. No Amari DiMarcado. That's a tough one to say. I don't know why. No left guard Castillo. Kyler Murray is questionable, but they did just deal Dobbs. Just mentioned him. So we may be very close to Kyler if he doesn't go this week. The Browns won't have Greg Newsom, but Deshaun Watson is going to give it another shot Sunday. He's supposed to start. Uh, he was limited on Wednesday and Thursday, but a full go in practice today. Where are you at with this game, Nate? Yeah, Arizona's I have a sentence. <laughs> Arizona's going to start Clayton Toon this okay. week. Um, little rough for the tight end position in Arizona because that's been a you know Trey McBride Zachers before he got hurt Josh Dobbs is like a godsend for the tight end position and he's gonna make TJ Hawkinson be the number one tight end in like fantasy football and props <laughs> markets and all that kind of stuff going forward as well once he starts there next week but Clayton Tune's gonna start here uh Deshaun Watson coming back I did talk about there's a big favorite on this board who I, um, you know, as most likely to lose. It's not this, this game. Cleveland's oh, okay. going to beat the. It, Cleveland's <laughs> going to beat the dog shit out of this team. They're at home. They're finally getting a competent quarterback, regardless of how good he is. They're going to be able to run the ball. That defense had, you know, some stumbles against say San Francisco. They let up a lot of points when they went to Seattle. They let up 14 in the first quarter, and then they were back to the Cleveland Browns defense once again. Uh, If it weren't for turnovers before the half and right before the end of the game, Cleveland probably walks out of Seattle with a win. Cleveland, I'm taking to win the ball game. Yeah, Schwartz is going to you know coordinate his way into another head coaching gig. I, I believe that in the next couple of years. But not much to say here. It's the Browns with P.J. Walker, with Deshaun Watson, with uh, that stud DTR. Uh, great college pedigree. It, they win with Nate under center. Doesn't matter. Uh, give me the Browns as well. Nice. I'd like them more if Nate was under center, to be honest. Mm. Uh, next matchup, Rams at the Packers. Green Bay field goal favorites at home over under. Another low one, 38.5. On the injury report, the big piece of news here is Stafford not practicing all week. Didn't go again today. McVay said he's going to be a game-time call with a thumb. If Stafford doesn't go, uh, Ripian would start in his place. Don't like that. Uh, right tackle Rob Havenstein is also listed as questionable. If those two are out, 
uh, Stafford and Havenstein, you'd have a hard time selling me on LA covering the three. Green Bay, mostly healthy. Just worth noting here that both their tackles are on IR. Um, the inside of that line is intact, though, and healthy. So take that for what you will. Nate, what are we doing with this one? I think that the Green Bay Packers stink. I'm a big fan of yeah. Brett Rippon. I loved him when he was with Denver. <laughs> Every time he got a chance to get on the field, I was like, we're betting his props over. Um, I think the dude's – I think he's got the brain. He doesn't have all the physical attributes. Um, kind of sucks that Stetson Bennett's going through whatever he's going through because I would have really liked mm -hmm. to see him in this offense, right? And we don't know what that is. Um, personal stuff, they pers – you know, decided to keep it in house. Don't know what it is. Hope the dude's good, but it, this would have been a good spot to see him play. And if he was playing, I would pick the Los Angeles Rams, but I can't do it. Green Bay is terrible. It's a game that probably nobody wants to watch unless you have like Romeo Dobbs or Puka Nakua, Cooper cup and fantasy. Um, I'll take green Bay to win the game at home. Brett Rippon on the road with the team. Ah, yuck. Give me green Bay. Yeah, the, the Lambeau field thing, no Stafford there. I, that's an easy Green Bay. Uh, again, I don't like him either, but taking the Packers for those reasons, it's going to be I don't sloppy. Think, I don't think Stafford plays with the UCL, you know, strain in his in his throwing hand. Like, I don't, I don't know why you play him if you think you have a shot at the playoffs for him to go out there and not be able to throw forward pass and grip the ball the way that he needs to grip it in order to beat Jair Alexander in coverage. Yeah, I, I was actually just passed a note here from uh, from the producers. Uh, it says that the thumb uh, on the throwing hand and the grip is uh, important for quarterbacks in the NFL. So, yeah, yeah there good you job, go. producers. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, next matchup: Washington at the Patriots. New England's favored by three. Over under a little higher to forty one. Also low on the injury report. Twelve dudes on the report for New England. Uh, not going to read all of them. Tackle Trent yeah. Brown, probably the most notable DNP all week. Commodes have mostly a clean bill of health, but wide receiver Curtis Samuel is out this week. Probably good if you're a you know Dotson or McLaurin uh, fantasy manager. But what you got for this one, Nate? Yeah, what, lots been made of what Washington did at the trade line, trade deadline with getting rid of Chase Young and Vontez Sweat. Um, you know, things are being made about who made a better deal. People think that the Niners got a steal and the Bears overpaid, but Chase Young stinks. He's stunk his whole career. He plays like 60% of games. He only has 14 sacks in his five, four years in the NFL, and he's not available. And people say, oh, he's, but he's not available. Uh, you make the point, right? Um, mm -hmm. Sweat's a way better player. He creates more pressure and everything like that. But it's not like Washington's front was any good as a whole anyways. I don't think they're all that great. Uh, what's the quarterback's name? I have him in fantasy. Sam Howell. Sam Howell. I don't, I'm on this Taylor Heineke thing because I like Taylor <laughs> Heineke. But yeah. Sam Howell. All right, Sam Howell's going to throw the ball probably 40 times this game. Like All they do is throw it. The enemy's comfortable letting him throw it. All he does is stare down a wide receiver, and nobody seems to be able to stop it. Um, Christian Gonzalez is obviously out. Um, the New England secondary is banged up as a whole. I don't think that New England is a competent team. I think we're seeing the end of Bill Belichick, and this might be the, the week where it gets really hot, where the national media has already been talking about it a lot, but when they lose to the Washington Commanders, who just traded away, what people think are like the greatest defensive ends in 
in football for some reason, right? When no one talks about them all year. Um, I think that that stove, you know, full boil, give me Sam Howe to figure mm. out how to win a ball game on the road. They throw it a ton and a ton and a ton and a ton and a ton. And I think that's where they can beat the New England Patriots in this game. Sam Howell has a attempts prop for 34 and a half. I took the over on that as well. Yeah. And they dropped four tons there. So take that over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Chase Young. Uh, he's gone. Uh, sweat's gone. The defensive front may not be the best pieces in the league, but they lost two of its four most important pieces. You can't tell me that doesn't impact a team, especially the first week out of that. They weren't especially good on that side of the ball, you know, either way, uh, ranking just 26th in defensive DVOA. Washington has also dropped five of their last six games. So there's that. Uh, Both offenses here stink, though. The Patriots get the edge for me, playing at home at Gillette. And I think New England's played good enough uh, on defense to the tune of the 12th-ranked unit in terms of uh, efficiency there. Washington ranks 22nd also in rushing yards allowed. So if New England wants to win this thing, they need to run the shit out of the ball. I'm taking New England on the hopes that they just hand the ball to Stevenson, you know, 20 times. Zeke gets, you know, 10 carries as well. But you know, keep the ball out of Mac Jones' hand as much as possible and win it on the ground. I'm taking New England, and it just feels gross. I would have you felt, know who felt gross taking either team here. You know who we're relying on to make sure that they run the ball a lot, right? Who's that? The world's greatest GM from Houston, <laughs> Texas, Bill O'Brien. What would Bill no, O'Brien do? <laughs> no. We need him back there, right? We need him back there. All right, Chicago at New Orleans. The Saints favored by eight and a half over unders at 41. On the injury front for Chicago, no safety Jaquan Brisker, no guard Nate Davis, no linebacker Tremaine Edmonds. Justin Fields also listed as doubtful. I don't believe he's playing. New Orleans, mostly healthy. What you got, Nate? Uh, this is the game that I think is the most likely to get upset. Oh, as a big favorite. Really? Yeah, and this is, and I like this one because New Orleans. They've struggled to run the ball, but they kind of got it together a little bit against the Colts, but let's not act like the Colts defense is anything to be scared of, especially when they had to sack back to help the corners out and they got dusted everywhere, lost a prop on uh, Chris Olave, longest reception over whatever, 22 yards or something like that, and a yardage prop because he decides to try to catch the ball with his face mask and not use his hands. For for like a forty yard touchdown, that was ridiculous. I would have um, been a dope ass catch though. Yeah, but the thing with this New New Orleans defense, right? And they got Cam Jordan sitting there, but they don't get pressure on the quarterback. So it, Tyson Badgen's going to be sitting back there by himself. The dude's got a strong arm. He seems fairly smart. Um, we saw some bad throws out of him last week or whatever like that, but he's done okay. Um, they're able to run the ball in Chicago. Their offensive line's getting, you know, some symmetry and they're able to run the ball fairly well. I think they could stay more balanced against New Orleans. And New Orleans is notorious for going down, driving the ball, first drive, like 75 yards, boom, 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 six plays, touchdown, and then three and out for three straight drives. And then they go down and score again and they look unstoppable. And then it's three and out for two, three drives. Uh, I think that Chicago can stay around even with all of the injuries there. But I'm still going to take New Orleans to win this game. I think that New Orleans is by far their offense is a lot better. Getting Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, 
Alvin Kamara, everybody's kind of just gelling now, and they've gotten some some uh, some time together. Derek Carr's thrown for over 300 yards for a few straight weeks. I think they win a game at home, but if there's a team that's going to get beat that's not supposed to get beat, it's this New Orleans team, and that is why I say that they're the most likely to get upset. So I don't know about that one. I feel... If Chicago wins this game on the recap show, I will eat three Chicago style hot dogs during during the taping. Bang! I like it. I don't even know what I was trying to look up to see what exactly Chicago style hot dog is. I was hoping it was like a chili dog, but oh, that is incorrect. No, it's, like it's got like relish, full pickles, full tomato slices, everything. It's yeah. actually pretty tasty, man. We'll um, find out. It's actually we'll find out on the recap. Tasty. Yep. Tuesday. Tune in. Nice. Uh, the Saints, one of the league's most penalized teams this season. I've bitched about this uh, previous recordings with us. Against an opponent in their same weight class, that's a problem. The Chicago Bears are not that, even if Justin Fields suits up. He's doubtful, um, and with Badgett under center and on the road, you can't. You, you just can't justify going Chicago here. Kamara, Olave, Mike Thomas, Rashid Shahid. They got Jawan Johnson back last week. Taysom Hill and his massive package. Um, mm-hmm. There's just too much for the Bears to defend, and good luck dealing with the Saints' defense that is still top 10. They're eighth in DVOA. Uh, give me the yeah. Saints as well. Um, you talked about Tremaine Edmonds being out. I have a prop for TJ Edwards over nine and a half tackles and assists, so the floodgates are basically going to be open for this dude to yes, be sir. able to tackle everybody in the middle of the field right. And um, outside of them blowing out, you know, the Raiders or whatever like that, he's cleared nine tackles and assists, six out of seven games. So, um, yeah, TJ Edwards. It's a little juice to the over, but I think it's still good. Circle that one. Uh, Next game, Seattle at Baltimore. Uh, Ravens are favored by six, over-unders at 44. On the injury front for Seattle guards, Phil Haynes and Anthony Bradford are questionable. Quite a few other players uh, playing through injuries, but only those guys worth noting is guys who could miss week nine. Baltimore remains mostly healthy from you know what we're used to. Uh, just tackle Morgan Moses, doubtful. Safety Marcus Williams, Daryl Worley, and Rocky Sin, uh, corners questionable. What you got for this one? Baltimore. I think that Baltimore <laughs> is – they're just a top four team in the NFL. They should be 8-0. and o. Uh, there's no reason for them to have those two losses, right? One against Indianapolis and the other one, I forget who they lost to, but really bad. Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh, yeah, just bad team. Um, they're hopping, and Seattle's got to go all the way across the country to play this team. Uh, it's a morning game as well, so 1 o'clock, that's mm-hmm. a 10 o'clock start back in uh, the old West Coast, right? So um, I'll take Baltimore. I don't think that it's um, – that it's in question that they win. Mm-hmm. I think Seattle can cover though, but uh, Baltimore, I will take to win the game. Yeah. Ravens have quietly put together another great season. They're six and two. They've won three straight. The defense is top of the league in efficiency. Did not see that one coming. The offense is fourth in efficiency. And you know, we talked about their health earlier in the year. They're getting much healthier compared to where they're at and where they've been in past seasons. I like where they're at, um, and the same can't be said for Seattle, Metcalf, and Lockett, and Walker. All those guys are banged up, playing through some stuff. Uh, I think Metcalf missed a game a couple weeks ago. They lost Uchenna Nuosu on the other side of the ball, and the defense ranks just 15th in DVOA. So at home, playing good football, I've got Lamar and the Ravens to get a narrow win uh, as well here. 
Nice. Moving on now, Tampa Bay at Houston. Uh, Texans are favored by two and a half over under. Another We have so many under or close to 40. This one's at 40 on the injury fr- uh, front. Vita Vey is questionable for this one for Tampa, and Houston will be without Robert Woods again. No Damian Pierce. That was news today. And then defensive tackle Sheldon Rankins is questionable. He's been going through a, a knee injury, battling through that. What you got for this one? Yeah, I initially had Houston in this one. Um, I think that there can be an re- overreaction to what they did against Carolina and losing that game on the road against the worst team in the NFL. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I think there is something to be said of coming off the bye. And get it, Carolina was coming off the bye too. But your roster is superior your coaching is not superior, and that's what they got beat with. Mm-hmm. But I think that the Tampa Bay roster is better than what Houston has. I'm I'm a believer in Baker Mayfield. I think the dude's a baller. They almost beat the damn Buffalo Bills on Thursday night. They're coming off a long rest. They got to go on the road to Houston, but it's not like it's that mm-hmm. crazy far. Um, you know, halfway across the states, a few hours, they can cross the Gulf or whatever like that. But mm-hmm. I'm going to take – Tampa Bay, Houston, despite running zone coverage, lets up like a lot of deep pass plays. I think they have 10 over 20 yards on the season or something like that. And I don't think that's in the full season. I think that's just in the last few weeks um, that they've over last few games that they've led over 10. So there's a Mike Evans prop for like over 22 and a half yards as long as reception. I like a little bit of that there too, but I'll take, Tampa Bay to win a game. Tampa Bay is definitely in contention for this division uh, with, uh, you know, Atlanta and all that kind of stuff. They're in Atlanta's division, right? Yeah. Um, So I think that they got to get a win. Houston, meh, I don't know. Maybe someone figured out something with C.J. Stroud because Carolina kind of shut them down. So I'll take Tampa Bay to win a ball game. Yeah, this was a late change for me as well. I thought if healthy, this would be a good bounce back spot for Houston. They're not healthy, and Tampa is already a more talented team uh, on paper. Laramie Tunsil for Houston has been a DNP all week. A couple other linemen are on IR. Damian Pierce not playing. Uh, Stingley's on IR still. There's been some attrition for these guys, and they've dropped two out of three. Tampa has dropped three straight, but they've been very competitive. Almost got the win against Buffalo. Um, again, despite the Q tag, Vita Vey has been a full participant in practice. Tristan Wurst has been a full participant, so you like that. Um, and uh, you, you know you like but the Bucks' chances if those guys are at full strength. Uh, I'm also taking Tampa Bay in this one. Yes. Moving on to the Sunday afternoon games, Indy at Carolina. The Colts are favored on the road by two and a half over-unders at 44. What you got for this one? Didn't have much on the injury front. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just going to take Indianapolis. I don't think that they can defend the forward pass from the outside, so their corners are dog shit. They only have like three real healthy ones, and they're only playing two because Daryl Baker stinks. I uh, talked about him last week yeah. with yep, yep. New Orleans. Um so I'm going to take Indianapolis to win, just overall better roster. They're going to be able to run the ball. They're going to be able to pass the ball in Carolina. Um, big day for Jonathan Taylor, Zach Moss. But one thing just to note here is it did look like in the Houston game that Bryce Young seemed a little bit more comfortable as like in the NFL game where the game seemed to be slowing down for him a little mm-hmm. bit able to see the field a lot better and process yeah. information that he's being given um, prior to 
their bye week, and I believe it was a week of injury. Um, Jonathan Mingo was a go-to target on the outside for this dude. Adam Thielen's getting all the hype and all that kind of stuff. But Jonathan Mingo's still getting six targets a game. And he wasn't catching them at the beginning because the <laughs> passes were not good targets. Yeah. Um, we saw better targets out of Bryce Young this last game. He's definitely a guy that they want to get involved in Jonathan Mingo. They're kind of pushing um, Terrace Marshall to the side. That's why he asked for a trade, didn't get traded. But um, Jonathan Mingo prop for receiving yards is sitting at 38 and a half. I like that prop with the lackluster corners that Indianapolis has. There's not a single prop out there for receptions. If it's three and a half, I like the over. If it's four and a half, mm-hmm. I would still bet it just a little bit lower um, because I do think they're going to be trailing and I think he can catch some balls here. So, But Jonathan Mingo over 38 and a half, Indianapolis to win the ball game. Yeah, I like that short-term and actually long-term for the season. Thielen's on pace for like 130 catches or something crazy like that. He's 33 years old. That's not going to happen. This is typically the point in the season where these guys start to slow down. Thielen isn't someone who's played, you know, every game, every year of his career. So Mingo, if he's available, you need wide receiver help. Might be someone you look at. Um, for this game, though, you might want to take Carolina after they get a win. You know, they're playing with some momentum, but they still have no rush defense, as Nate mentioned. Houston had a banged-up offensive line. Couldn't really take advantage of that last week. Indy is going to want to run the ball. They're ninth in rushing yards, getting about a buck 29 on the ground. Indy wins this on the back of Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss. Um, Taylor had 12 carries last week for 95 yards. That's eight yards per rush if you do some public math there. Uh, Moss can get it done too. Last week uh, with his carries, he was at about six yards per carry. So I think both those guys have good weeks. This week, I'm taking Indy as well. Next game, the Giants at Las Vegas. It's ugly. Raiders favored by one and a half over under another one under 40. This one's at 37. Injury report for the Giants, no Tyrod Taylor. No Darren Waller, Evan Neal, and Andrew Thomas are questionable. But Daniel Jones will be starting this week, and he's back. For Las Vegas, no Divine Diablo and no Luke Masterson. So hurting at linebacker there. What you got for this game, Nate? I am going to take the Las Vegas Raiders. Solely just from a momentum standpoint, I don't think the Giants are good. We've talked about that over and over and over. But them firing their head coach, their GM, there seems to be a real big sigh of relief. And the players, regardless of what the play calls are and how good they, they feel about anything right now and how it's been, they still want to play for this staff, right? They enjoy being around the people. The energy seems a lot different from practice tapes from interviews, anything like that. I think they're going to run the ball, and they're going to run the ball heavy. When they talk about being physical and playing the Raider way, that is allegedly right from whatever the uh, perception of what the Raiders should be is hard-hitting defense, running the ball, smash you, beat you physically, kind of like Pittsburgh Steeler football, right? Mm -hmm. And what what they kind of stand for. I think that we get a big Josh Jacobs game. The New York Giants absolutely stink. They can get gashed all over the ground. Um, and without Darren Waller, who are they going to throw the ball to? They don't have, you know, they throw all these bubble screams to Wandale Robinson, but they don't really have anybody to throw the ball to. You got Saquon Barkley. That's cool and everything like that. But you get Josh McDaniels fired. 
that stadium might actually have nothing but Raider fans in it this week. Like you're going to get all the California crowd <laughs> driving out for this weekend. Yeah. You're going to have the Las Vegas crowd there. It might actually be a pro Raider crowd for once. Um, you got their head coach, um, Pierce. He's coming out talking about the Raider way and how he grew up in Compton down the road, NWA, all this kind of stuff. Right. Um, I think that that, uh, that plays a big role into them winning. And if you want to know more about Pierce, Antonio Pierce as their head coach, there's on Netflix, I, or not Netflix, I believe it is on Amazon Prime, but there's like a, a series where he, when he was coaching Long Beach Poly Jackrabbits in high school football, he coached there for four years um, before leaving and getting a shot to, you know, coach with the Raiders. So mm-hmm. uh, kind of cool insight to see him as a coach, you know, mentoring young youth and all that kind of stuff. But I'll take the Raiders to win this. I think that they cover the one and a half as well. Um, I think that there's just some scary stuff there where people don't know what's going on because you got Aiden O'Connell playing quarterback, new changes, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about Daniel Jones coming back from injury. Um, and there's nothing yeah. to like about the New York Giants for, for me. I, I like the interim head coach bump as well, and the Raiders are no stranger to that. They had, was it R- Rich or Ralph Basaccia a couple years ago lead him to like a wild card uh, playoff game? Yeah. Like, the dude didn't end up getting a job, but I mean, the team definitely rallied around it. And we've seen that before, not only in the NFL, but other sports as well. It seems like the locker room um, was in favor of that, uh, that firing. So uh, I'm with you there. I believe they ripped uh, off like eight straight wins that season or something crazy when he got there. Like he just didn't lose. Yeah, absolutely. He should have got hired. I don't know why they didn't. But anyways, Giants just traded away Leonard Williams. Uh, him and Dexter Lawrence were a pretty good defensive front. So that's going to hurt. Uh, mentioned Darren Waller missing this game. New York does get Daniel Jones back, but the offense wasn't exactly in a good spot when he went down. And no Waller, so that doesn't help. So I'm not giving the Giants too much of a bump there. The Raiders on their side, they had some drama. Uh, if you've been under a rock, Josh McDaniels is gone. The GM's gone. The offensive coordinator is gone. Jimmy G got benched. Uh, not ideal, but I, again, do believe they get the bump uh, with the interim head coach. Max Crosby's a game wrecker. Uh, Adams is getting 72 targets in this game, going to make up for some lost time there. And I think the Raiders are getting a W. Uh, next game, Dallas. This is the last afternoon game here at Philadelphia. The Eagles are home favorites. They get a field goal over-unders at 47 on the injury front uh, for the Cowboys. Tyron Smith, left tackle, he's questionable with a neck injury. And the Eagles, uh, they're going to be without Cam Jer- Jurgens. I want to say Jurgens. Bradley Roby and tight end Grant Calcaterra. What you got for this one, Nate? Uh, this was a tough one for me from a winning standpoint. Uh, Philly's favored by three. I think that Dallas is closer to three. I think this is more of a pick game just from a roster talent, yeah. everything that the teams have, their current form, all that kind of stuff. Dallas is notorious for just giving hope, right? They blow out a team or they play a really good game of football and then they get smoked right after. Um, but I don't think that Jalen Hurts is healthy. A lot's being made of I say that a lot. You guys should drink every time I say a lot's being made of. A lot's being made about A.J. Brown and all his receiving yards and stuff like that. But that's pretty much it. The running game's been kind of lackluster. Jalen Hurts isn't able to run the ball as much anymore. He's got a big old bruise on his knee or whatever. Wearing a brace. Swollen knees are not good for pass rushes. Dallas has a decent pass rush, but it's really just Micah Parsons. Uh, Dallas can score quickly. I don't think that the Philadelphia secondary is all that strong right now. 
CeeDee Lamb will be able to run wild on this team. Dallas needs to get out to a quick lead, quick two-score lead, then be able to stop Philly, and then I think they have the game in their hands um, because they'll be able to pin their ears back and not have as mobile of a Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts last week, you notice uh, when they do their toast push stuff, there's never a time when they need to run a fake out of that thing and they ran an end around sweep with it, right? And it's because Jalen Hurts is banged up. There's no reason to run that and show that you have anything else out of that package until you get to the playoffs and you're playing, what, was the Washington Commanders, I believe it was, right? Is that the way they were playing last week? Like, I yeah. I don't know why you run that in that situation in the middle of the season if Jalen Hurts is able to get the one yard. Right, granted, they got a touchdown, cool, whatever like that, but that's not what they do, and I don't think they intended to do it, and I think it's on purpose. <clears throat> God, I hate that I'm saying I like Dak in this situation, <laughs> but give me the healthy quarterback for uh, fairly identical teams and give me Dallas to get a win on the road at Philly. Philly's got to drop a game at some point. And they're going to. They're going to, right? And they didn't do it against Washington. At some point, they're going to drop a game. I think that this is a spot for it. Dallas is just <clears throat> overall talent-wise, they're on the same page as them. They have a better secondary, I think, as well, too. So give me Dallas to win on the road at Philly. It sounds insane. It is insane. That's what I'm picking <laughs> going with my gut. I feel like we already have like five or six. We're on opposing ends of this is dangerous. Yeah. This is dangerous. Someone's I'm either going to catch up or you're just going to walk away with it this week. Uh, <laughs> lots of home team favorites this week. I'm betting most of them. And that's probably a bad idea. But Philly enters this game with the more impressive resume in 2023. They've taken down the Dolphins and their only blemish is against the Jets. I'm not sure Dallas has done enough for us to take them on the road as the dog against the team most of us have getting back to the NFC Championship. I am excited for the C.D. Lamb and A.J. Brown props in this one. Might be taking them both in DFS, that little stack. I'm taking the Eagles. Uh, this is their shot to take a two-game lead in the division and you know the tiebreaker there as well. And I think they need to get a bit of a lead because if you look at the schedule coming up, Dallas has a soft schedule. Uh, and Philly, after this game, they get Kansas City, they get Buffalo, and they get San Francisco in back-to-back-to-back weeks. So I feel like they need that cushion. I feel like they need this win more than Dallas does. And I do understand that Jalen Hurts uh, is injured, but I, I feel like they can get it done. It, I feel like this is an equal matchup. They're in Philly, so I'm giving the edge to the Eagles, uh, going with the green here this week. Nice. Uh, next matchup, this is the Sunday night game. So Buffalo at Cincinnati. The Bengals are two-point home favorites. Over-unders high. We like this one. It's a 49.5. Injury report for Buffalo. No A.J. Klein, no Balen Specter at linebacker. The Bengals have a relatively clean bill of health. What you got, Nate? Uh, we talk about how Miami, Dallas, Detroit are bully teams, and they beat up on weaker opponents. And they get popped in the mouth and they fold. Cincinnati is the complete opposite of what that team is. They rise to every occasion. Joe Burrow rises to every occasion. They've gone to Arrowhead, I think it's four times in the last couple of years, only lost one game. Granted, it was a meaningful game. Um, very meaningful. But, but Joe Burrow does not lose games like this. They are built for this. This is who the team is. They, Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills, they win games and they're smashing tables. By the way, you come in here, get smacked in the face, and um, 
Jamar Chase apparently is ready to do an Ocho Cinco style <laughs> celebration with the camera on the side as long as Ocho Cinco pays his fine. So uh, give me Cincinnati to win this. This is my favorite game of the week. I think Cincinnati should be four-point favorites, and there are only two, and there are spots out there where you can get it even cheaper. Give me Cincinnati to win the big win the game. Sunday night football, embarrass Buffalo, and with Miami winning, catapult Miami into winning the division. Everything I've predicted all year long. <laughs> all coming together. Uh, so Jamar Chase's score, do we know what his anytime score uh, line is? I don't know. It's probably close to even money. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Bills continue to shoot themselves in the foot, ranking 27th in turnovers. On defense, uh, they're 25th against the run. They're middle of the pack against the pass now, and basically 14th overall in defensive efficiency or DVOA. Perhaps some injuries have contributed to the defense the team. They're not coming back. The Bengals are on an opposite trajectory. They're getting healthy. T Higgins is getting healthy and the offense is stringing together a few good games. Now Uh, they have three straight wins and four out of their last five after the bad start. We knew about uh, Burroughs calf though there. So I think if Cincinnati can find some success on the ground and Burrow can pick his spots through the air, um, I think the Bengals can take this, which this is a playoff matchup. Uh, It's a test for both teams either way, but I am looking forward to the game. I'm taking the Bengals. I I think they cover uh, easily. Final matchup for us, the Monday night game. This is the Chargers at the Jets. Uh, Chargers are favored by three and a half on the road over under another low one. This is at 40 on the injury front for the Chargers. Josh Palmer so far is the only DNP still dealing with the knee. The Jets had a few limited participants on Friday, but nothing notable outside of the guys already on IR. Let's hear it, Nate. What you got? It's like number seven for us. Yeah. Um, I don't think that the Chargers are any good. <laughs> uh they can't stop anybody over the middle of the field as well. So if you look at guys like Tyler Conklin, right? Tyler Conklin's a tight end that you'd want to have in your, whatever your DFS stuff because he's probably fairly cheap. Uh, I'm betting his over 27 and a half receiving yards as well, too. You can uh, bet his over receptions at two and a half as well. The can't The Los Angeles Chargers cannot guard the tight end position they get murdered by it every week if you don't believe me just go back through all their box scores and look at who they just bleed yards and receptions to justin herbert's hand is not right and he's started to not throw deep balls like he has been all year they did a lot of that dump off crap to austin eckler last week they do a lot of shorter passing route stuff and if you're not going to extend and uh how do you say that uh extend the defense for the new york jets and they're able to sit up on stuff they're gonna smash you and they're gonna put it right in your face justin herbert is quick at getting the ball out a lot quicker but with the hand and pressure that the new york jets are able to put on him they're a successful team right now with zach wilson they're probably exactly where we thought they would be with aaron Rodgers. they've won three in a row Zach Wilson is getting some confidence with some late drives, putting them in position to win ball games like these storybook things and all that kind of stuff. Monday night football, New York, New Jersey, dark, dim, but bright lights on the field. It's going to be fucking rocking at MetLife. And if there's somebody who's going to fold in a rocking stadium on the road, it is Brandon Staley 
and this Los Angeles Chargers team. Give me the New York Jets to win at home. That's three and a half point underdogs. Primetime football. Zach Wilson leads a drive to get them in position. Field goal to win it. Boom, boom. Bang, bang. Zach Wilson, MVP. <laughs> Give me the Jets. I'll take the Jets. Bold, take the Jets. bold take. Bold you take can also me. take Zach Wilson over 213.5 yards passing as well. I like that. All right. I was not impressed with the Jets' offensive performance against the Giants. They got the win, but barely in overtime. Uh, we were all puckered up a little bit for that one. They were already without Dwayne Brown, their left tackle. He's looking to return this week, but a couple of weeks ago, they put Elijah Veritucka uh, on IR. Center Connor McGovern was put on IR Monday. Guard Wes Schweitzer was put on IR as of Monday as well. Replacement center Joe Tidman, he's questionable for this game. It's ugly, and I can't in good faith take the Jets against a Chargers team that has a couple of pass rushers and the offense that can actually put up some points. Um, I know they have a good defense on the other side. Uh, I'm fairly certain if the Giants could complete a forward pass last week that they beat the Jets. So that's kind of what I'm going off of. I'm taking the Chargers. Um, I th- they think they had single-digit passing yards last week, the Giants did. It was pretty bad. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Uh, all right, with those picks, uh, that means I'm wagering 26.4 units. Well, Nate is at about 23 units for the week. Again, we're betting whatever it takes to get to one unit um, for each win. Uh, moving on to our best bets, uh, our records on the year. I'm sitting at four and four, so 500. Nate's at five and three, doing pretty well. What you got for week nine on the best bet front, Nate? Yep, I'm going to go with Cincinnati uh, on points bet. You can get them at minus one and a half, so under that two. Uh, I like them up to four. Um, I would bet the three. I don't think it'll hit the three because it keep, it's going to go back and get bet down. Um but mm-hmm. so I think there's tremendous value at whatever this number is, whenever you get it. Um, I think they're easily a four point favorite. I think they win by over a touchdown Cincinnati minus one and a half minus one ten on points, bet, or you can get it at two anywhere else you like. So, but don't there be paying that minus one fifteen bullshit <laughs> that they have on DraftKings. Like that's terrible. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't like when I see that. Mm-hmm. I feel, I feel bad punching that into the spread or the, uh, the PowerPoint, uh, yeah. the thumbnail, uh, the teasers were pretty appealing this week for me. Uh, I like New Orleans and Cleveland with a six-point teaser. That gets New Orleans down to negative two and a half and Cleveland down to two. So both matchups uh, under the three. And both those teams are at home. So you get the bonus there. Saints get the Bears and Cleveland gets the Cardinals. I feel like there shouldn't be much pressure on these offenses. And the defenses, I think they're more than capable of getting it done, basically on their own. Uh, you can also find that at minus 120 on DK. Cool. Closing thoughts before we bounce? Yeah. Um Real quick, let's talk about this MVP market, right? So NFL MVP. So I have a Tua ticket from preseason. That's pretty nice right now, right? He's the short shot at at plus 400. Um, But they also play the Kansas City Chiefs, right? And MVP is always going to go to a quarterback. Like the people who vote on this stuff have said, MVP is a quarterback award. The quarterback is the most valuable position per analytics on the football field. So there's no point in ever betting anything else because they're always going to bet 
or pick MVP. It is a little bit different because now they can bet. Are they not? Why do I keep saying bet? Now they vote for <laughs> five five members as opposed to one, mm-hmm. right? So they'll throw in Christian McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill at like four or five or something to say, oh, I put them on the sheet, you know, or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of just for checking the box. But a couple guys, right? Um, I think that the MVP comes out of the AFC, whoever's the number one seed in the AFC, right? So you got uh, all these teams sitting at top of their divisions with Miami, Baltimore, um, Kansas City, and then uh, Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. Jacksonville is yep. going to get smoked by a couple of these teams. They got to play the <laughs> AFC North coming up and then they got teams they still got to play san francisco and stuff like that too so i don't think trevor lawrence is in the in the making for that but you have mahomes who's probably uh you know if you believe that kansas city beats miami then this week this is the week that um you know tua gets wiped out of the mvp conversation but mahomes is sitting here with a schedule of miami philly buffalo at new england home against cincinnati and and the chargers to finish out his schedule so pretty tough games there right um yeah but if you think that they you can run through it and then mahomes is probably he's obviously the best player in the nfl the most necessary player in the nfl for any team going forward mm-hmm. um so i think that that's a fairly decent bet i don't like the odds but it's not gonna, if you believe that kansas city wins this week then it's not going to get any better than 450. the other one is lamar jackson with baltimore he's sitting at 600. i don't like the number because they have, he has to run through you know, some pretty tough games here going mm-hmm. forward as well. They got Cleveland, Cincinnati mm-hmm. at Jacksonville, at San Francisco, Miami at home, and then Pittsburgh at home. So bound to lose a couple of those games or whatever like that um, going forward. I don't like the number on Lamar Jackson. He just doesn't put up enough numbers as well, too. So if it's like a tiebreaker in whatever the team is and all that kind of stuff, um, I don't like that. But I don't think that they beat Cincinnati again. They beat Cincinnati with a hobble Joe Burrow before. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, but the one I like the most is Joe Burrow. He's sitting at plus 2000. So this is uh 20 to one odds that you can get Joe Burrow. Right. Granted, they've lost, I think it's four games already. Right. I think they're, they're at even those four games, three games. Um, but, Mm -hmm. um, for them to win, they would have to finish atop the AFC. Right. But if they get past Buffalo, I think they beat Baltimore. They play Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, and then week 17, you get at Kansas City, and that's basically for the MVP right there. I don't think that um, any of these games are teams that I think that Cincinnati should lose to, and you have mm-hmm. hobbled Joe, kind of like the the narrative arc too, right? Hobbled Joe Burrow, he sat there and he played through all the crap. They lost some games, he got healthy, and then boom, they just dominate the rest of the league, go on this massive run, win the division. If Kansas City can lose a game to say Buffalo or Philly, maybe a new, you know, Cincinnati, then there's a couple losses there. Um, I like betting the Joe Burrow plus 2000. Um, Another one though, and this is the only player in the NFC, I think, that can win the MVP. And that's Jalen Hurts, right? They're mm-hmm. one lost team right now. I think that they lose to Dallas. But if you don't believe that they lose to Dallas um, and that they can go to Kansas City and win, right? Um, which I think a lot of people believe that they would be able to do. They're better than Buffalo. They're 
probably beat the Niners, but who knows? Because the Niners are going to be healthy here after the bye yeah. at Dallas and Seattle. If they get through Dallas, Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco, and Dallas again unscathed, and they win those five games, Jalen Hurts is by far the MVP. So yeah, I like, I like, I already have a long shot on Tua, but you know, sprinkle some Jalen Hurts, Mahomes at the numbers that are at because if they go on these runs, then the numbers never going to be better, and it's kind of mm-hmm. a shoe in. But long shot, Joe Burrow at twenty to one MVP odds. So that's something I just wanted to bring up if you're into futures markets and stuff like that. So, but I like the Joe Burrow one because they win and they just keep they just win, 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 and they beat all these teams. He beats Lamar Jackson. He beats Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. He beats Mahomes. He beats Burrow. Jalen Hurts has to make it all the way through that schedule in order to not beat Joe Burrow for MVP. <sighs> That's tough. Uh, I like the Burrow odds. Uh, Hurts, that just seems like a stretch, especially he's dealing with the knee injury. Um, seems like a two-horse race, though. Lawrence isn't going to throw many touchdowns. He hasn't yet, so I don't think he's in the conversation. I think it's between uh, Mahomes and Tua, so uh, it'll be interesting Interesting to see what happens uh, Sunday morning uh, in that matchup over in Germany. Yep. Uh, cool. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you for subscribing. Uh, we're getting close to 200 for Nate's show here. Uh, we really do appreciate the engagement. And if you haven't done so, please hit the subscribe button. Uh, you know, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple, or, you know, hop on YouTube, just subscribe with your, you know, your significant others or your kids, YouTube account, all of them, please. Uh, it just kind of helps push this thing out to more people, uh, for us to annoy. Uh, but we'll be back next week with Nate's uh, recap and then the week nine preview show, uh, later in the week, have a phenomenal weekend, best of luck in your fantasy and sports betting endeavors. And we will talk to you guys soon. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.